Mayday, Mayday, a salute to summer in words, music and memories. In the greenest growth of the Maytime, I rode where the woods were wet. Between the dawn and the daytime, the spring was glad that we met. There was something the season wanted, though the ways and the woods smelled sweet, the breath at your lips that panted, the pulse of the grass at your feet. You came, and the sun came after, and the green grew golden above, and the flag flowers lightened with laughter, and the meadow sweet shook with love. Your feet in the full-grown grasses moved soft as a weak wind blows. You passed me as April passes, with face made out of a rose. By the stream where the stems were slender, your bright foot paused at the sedge, it might be to watch the tender light leaves in the springtime hedge. On boughs that the sweet month blanches with flowery frost of May, it might be a bird in the branches, it might be a thorn in the way. I waited to watch you linger with foot drawn back from the dew till a sunbeam straight like a finger struck sharp through the leaves at you. And a bird overhead sang follow, and a bird to the right sang here, and the arch of the leaves was hollow, and the meaning of May was clear. I saw where the sun's hand pointed, I knew what the bird's note said. By the dawn and the dew fall anointed, you were queen by the gold on your head. As the glimpse of a burnt-out ember recalls a regret of the sun, I remember, forget and remember what love saw done and undone. I remember the way we parted, the day and the way we met. You hoped we were both broken-hearted and knew we should both forget. And May, with her world in flower, seemed still to murmur and smile as you murmured and smiled for an hour. I saw you turn at the stile. A hand like a white wood blossom you lifted and waved and passed, with head hung down to the bosom and pale as it seemed at last. And the best and the worst of this is that neither is most to blame if you have forgotten my kisses and I have forgotten your name. The reason May Day came about uh, was from the old days. It started off with the Morse Code uh, around the beginning of the last century, around 1900, when, when ships were first fitted with radio. They used the Morse Code. And if they got in, in trouble, they sent out a, a signal. It was initially CQD, which meant CQ meant all ships, and D meant distress. So that was in use up to about 1912. In fact, it was sent out by the Titanic 
um, and one of the two radio officers on the Titanic, uh, when they got no response from the old CQD, one of them said, look, we'll try the new SOS signal. It may be the last chance we'll ever get to send it. And they used that. And uh, it, w- it was picked up by the Carpathia. As I said, in the early days of the century, it was all Morse code. There was no voice radio or radio telephony is, is the official title for it. That started to come into being in the 20s as, as radio developed and people were able to speak on the radio. And then in the 30s, the, um, they regulated the use of the distress for RT radio telephony and they came up with the word uh, mayday. They wanted a word that, that, was, um, that sounded through static and so on that people would be universally recognisable. And the French were part of the, of the, of the group putting the, the system together and very influential in it. And they came up with the word mayday, which in French means uh, assist me. I need assistance. The spring clad all in gladness doth love the winter sadness. Fa la 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 Fa la 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 The spring clad all in gladness doth love the winter sadness. Fa la 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 Fa la 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 and to the bagpipe song, the nymphs spread out their A young student was nearly killed one time by the people, for they saw him walking up and down on May morning on the grass, while he read aloud from a book in some strange language and they concluded that he was trying to bewitch the herbs of grace which are for healing. Fortunately, however, a priest came by, and having examined the book, found it was a copy of Virgil. So he informed the excited crowd that the young man was simply going through his college duties in the grand old language that St. Patrick had brought to Ireland, and which was sacred forever to the use of the church. On this, they were pacified, and the young student was allowed to depart in safety. Lady Wilde, Ancient Cures, Charms and Usages, 1890. Beltane is um, May, um, possibly named after the god Baal, but it's not sure. These days, obviously, most witches uh, live in flats like myself, um, or certainly there aren't any villages of witches, So things are celebrated slightly differently. But we still have uh, a big fire, if we can, either, um, you know, in a cauldron or otherwise those of us who have open fireplaces in an open fireplace. And we use that fire to cleanse and purify ourselves. And the fire is also a symbol of the fiery emotions that come to the fore. As I said, um, Beltane is a fertility festival and in the old days it would be the time when young men and women would pair up and if their union was successful they'd get married around Lunasa, which is the 1st of August. But this would be the time of engagement, so to speak. In the old times you would um, basically have sex first and if that worked out well then you'd get married. When Christianity came to Ireland and indeed to other places, um, they had to somehow persuade people to stop believing in the old religion and in the old gods and start believing in Christianity. So the way they did that is by demonizing the, um, the old religion 
in this case paganism or witchcraft and anything that has to do with it for example the fertility rituals um, the devil is actually modeled after one of our gods Seronos or Pan which has horns and a tail because in all mythology humans and animals tend to you know merge the gods tend to be able to shapeshift but we're certainly not devil worshippers because to believe in the devil you need to believe in a Christian god and we don't we believe in the pre-Christian deities such as the Tuatha de Danann the Morrigan Bridget and so on Wicca which is the most popular modern expression of witchcraft is very much modeled on the pre-celtic beliefs now we don't know that much about the pre-celtic beliefs because it was an oral tradition and nothing was written down but we would celebrate beltane and lunasand it's indeed celebrated all over the world even say in america and indeed in australia where there never been any celts until the last 100 years Spring is the symbol of youth and so we have a lot of young gods and goddesses such as Baal and the maiden goddess and they would meet um and in the fertility ritual the goddess would conceive she become pregnant and then the new sun god would be born at Yule which is near Christmas um of the same year and a new year would begin again another symbol of the fertility rituals done around this time is the maypole still practiced in many uh, rural villages in Ireland and indeed in England and Scotland as well the maypole maypole very much uh, a phallic symbol which is put into the mother earth um in a, s- a symbolic act um and the people celebrate this by decorating it and so on in modern witchcraft this is usually done on a smaller scale in that we use the athame which is the ritual knife and phallic symbol um and the chalice and the chalice is the female symbol and the athame is put into the chalice to make sacred the brew that is in it usually ale or tea and then shared around the circle amongst all the witches The people flag is deepest red it's shrouded of the martyr dead and ere their limbs bruised stiff and cold their hearts blood dyed its every fold then raised the scarlet standard high within its shade we live and die though cowards flinch and traitors sneer We'll keep the red flag flying here. In 1955, Pope Pius XII, who was very concerned, perhaps obsessively so, with communism, decided to get a Christian counter to the May Day Marxist celebrations. And then he created, the, he transferred another minor, uh, another feast of Saint Joseph to the 1st of May in 1955. So we now have two feasts of Joseph. We have one on the 19th of March. and we one now called Joseph the worker he's, he's very much countercultural you know for us today uh like you know we're you know sort of thinking of you know what is to succeed and can you get your name in the thousand richest people of these islands we've had them in the paper a few weeks ago and joseph uh isn't one that he's not famous successful achievement he's the quiet the faithful one who looks after Jesus looks after Mary and then vanishes
it's a firm belief within the within the Catholic tradition from certainly the fourth century that Mary was ever virgin and that there weren't any other children by Joseph. When you look at the Gospels, it's a, it's a sort of problem we get quite frequently in studying the Gospels. We don't have enough evidence for the question that we'd like to put. You know, I, I don't want to go the way of the literature that developed within about 100 years of the apocryphal Gospels, you know, filling up the details and satisfying our imagination about what it was like. That's the, where we get Joseph as an old man. Uh, because they were saying, well, Joseph, you know, it would be, if he was an old man, like, he, he wouldn't be a threat to Mary's virginity. He'd be past it. Well, what's past it nowadays? But, um, therefore, you had Joseph was chosen by a miracle. Uh, the priest in the temple wanted a good husband for Mary, so they gathered these uh, eligible widowers uh, and men, and uh, they... No, Joseph didn't want to go, and some of his friends said, ah, go on, go on. So he went, and the question was, they were to leave their big staffs at the door. But then, after the priests prayed, uh, when they came out to find their staffs, a bird flew out of Joseph's. And that was the miracle. Uh, therefore, Joseph was the chosen one. Another version of that is that uh, Joseph's staff flowered. So in the, in the iconography of Joseph, you not only find him as an old man and with a staff, and with a bird coming out of the staff, or a lily. But that's all the apocryphal material that was developed in the 2nd, 3rd century. You see, the, the apocryphal Gospels uh, developed a story. It's a story uh, that isn't history, but it's a theological story, that Mary was presented in the temple when she was uh, three years old. Now, that's not history, but it's good theology. It's good theology in saying that from the beginning, Mary belonged to God. And for a Jewish, uh, Judeo-Christian culture, belonged to God. What could be more belonging to God than to be living in the temple? So that story of the presentation of Mary was presented, not as history, but as theology. But then if you have a story about Mary being presented at the temple, how, how do you get her out of the temple? So then they had this story about the priest then saying, well, she's coming near, you know, when she should be engaged. So then they, have, they produce the miracle with Joseph and so on. But that's a creation afterwards. And technically it's myth. It's not history, but it's not foolish. It does have a meaning, but it's at a deeper level than history. <laughs> Day, the 1st of May, is a very special day in the folk calendar of Ireland, uh, and uh, May Eve. And this, of course, and, uh, the customs associated go back a long, long time, even where some of them, of course, were pre-Christian. But it was the beginning of summer, and uh, things were growing outside, and uh, uh, there was a great air of, 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 of summer being uh, in front of us. 
And very early in the morning, people, young people particularly, would go out and bring in flowers and bring in little bits of branches of various trees into the house. And uh, they used to sing in Irish, Hugamar Fain and Sour Ling, Hugamar Ninge Agus Kewenig Dine, Hugamar Fain or Sour Ling, we have brought the summer with us. And uh, who will take it away from us? Nobody. But, and they uh, would bring in the flowers and sing this. And uh, it was also said that uh, uh, this was particularly for the, the women folk, the young women, if they went out very early, that the May morning dew was supposed to be very, very good for the complexion and they would wash their faces in, in the May morning dew. And uh, they also bring in a certain type of little snail that came out at this time of the year and they'd bring that in and put it on a plate, flour on the, on the plate, and put the snail and then cover it and leave it there for a while and when it, and when it come back the snail would be moved around and uh, and uh, he would leave the initials on the flower for the girls and this would give them the initials of the man that they would marry oh and the simple times of uh, my father-in-law Michael Fury, Martin Fury told me that that I a man went out very early one morning and he came to a spot where three small streams were coming in together to form one big or to form a small river. But these three streams were coming from different townlands and he had a sickle in his hand, a Koran, and he would put this to the water, the one a stream, and say, Banya lehid kumse, the milk of that townland to me, and then he'd go to the second one and say the same thing to steal the milk, to, 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 that he would get the uh, the produce of uh, those cows belonging to neighbours, maybe. But before he could put the sickle through the third one, this man who was going along through his land noticed him, and he shouted quickly before the man did. Uh, this uh, charm could be put, and he said, and uh, for the third stream, he said, and may you get all the filth of that uh, stream. And when this bad, evil-minded man went home. His churn was full of filth. So there are lots of stories like that. And of a hare, uh, a hare was seen sucking the cows out in the field. And the man went out and he had his gun and he shot, shot the hare, or wounded the hare. In other versions, they said they had a dog who, who wounded, who cut the hare. But the hare ran into a little wood and into a little house in there and they followed in and when they got in there was no hair but there was an old woman wounded inside who had been a witch if you like and who had turned into a hair to take away uh, the produce of, of the, the dairy and uh, there are lots of references to uh, May Day and one of the person who um, Olive O'Sullivan who lived in Callan and kept an, uh, a diary in in Irish in back in the 1820s and early 1830s and uh, he has interesting things about all these customs and but here he's talking about uh, that on the 30th which would be of course May Eve that the boys in, in the area had a, a ball that was a, you know a dance in the fields today uh, they have a may bush on top of a stick or long pole with a golden ball in the middle of it and they dance around it with the young girls. That's in Callan. 
and he also mentioned that uh, in in eighteen another entry in, in eighteen thirty. The mail coach is decorated with May branches. It's the first of May. There are fine flowers and the horses. They are a lovely sight. And and it's interesting because uh, Olive was the one who kept that diary and it was published in, uh, some years, quite some years ago, uh, edited by Thomas Waldra and a and translation also published. But uh, Humphrey O'Sullivan was, in fact, uh, was born on the 1st of May. To the printer. Finn's Leinster Journal, the 4th of May, 1768. Sir, for many years the peace of this city has been disturbed every May Eve by a vast multitude of audacious fellows who assemble together to collect May balls among the new married folks. They sally out with Herculean clubs in their hands and, as those unmeaning May balls are seldom or never given without a piece of drink money to boot, such bloody battles ensure in different quarters of the town such confusion and uproar as would induce a passing stranger to believe that a furious band of wild Indians had broken in upon us, that magistracy was asleep, or that it had lost all power and influence over the subject. The mischief that follows from this barbarous and unheeded custom is more feelingly understood than can be expressed, not to mention the fractures, contusions, etc., which are well known to happen on such occasions, and by which many of those miscreants are disabled for a considerable time from working for themselves and for the support of those who depend upon their sound legs and arms." Many gentlemen's gardens are wantonly robbed of all their beauties, the cultivation of which cost the owner a vast deal of trouble and expense. The hedges and fences in the outlets of our city are stripped of full-grown hawthorns, whose late-blooming pride and fragrancy is now dying away on dunghills before cabin doors by way of may-bushes, no longer, alas, to afford a nuptial bed to the newly-married linnet and his mate, but fastened in the ground for the vilest purposes to hang filthy clouts upon. And shall magistracy stand by, looking on such mischievous abuses like an unconcerned spectator? No. That same justice and humanity, which has already redressed so many grievances in this city, will certainly prescribe the following remedy to be used before the mob's fit returns again. Recipe. 24 drams or hours imprisonment, as many blisters as can be placed upon the scapulars, their names recorded with infamy on the grand jury's list for all those club bearers and for all those hedge robbers, if any of them can be discovered and can be convicted at the next quarter sessions. If not... Let such public and previous warnings be given for the time to come by the inferior officers of the city as may deter those wicked bullies and those wild boars who have trampled upon and ravished all the sweets of our little Edens, as well as all givers of May balls for ever doing the like again. I am, sir, not a sufferer, but a hearty well-wisher of the city of Kilkenny and your constant reader, Florus.
You must wake and call me early. Call me early, mother dear. Tomorrow will be the happiest time of all the glad new year. Of all the glad new year, mother, the maddest, merriest day. For I'm to be queen of the May, mother. I'm to be queen of the May. As I came up the valley, whom think he I should see but Robin, leaning on the bridge beneath the hazel tree, he thought of that sharp look, mother, I gave him yesterday. But I'm to be queen of the May, mother. I'm to be queen of the May. He thought I was a ghost, mother, for I was all in white. And I ran by him without speaking, like a flash of light. They call me cruel-hearted, but I care not what they say. For I'm to be queen of the May, mother. I'm to be Queen of the May. They say he's dying all for love, but that can never be. They say his heart is breaking. Mother, what is that to me? There's many a bolder lad who'll woo me any summer day. And I'm to be Queen of the May, Mother. I'm to be Queen of the May. Little Effie shall go with me tomorrow to the green... And you'll be there too, mother, to see me made the queen. For the shepherd lads on every side'll come from far away. And I'm to be queen of the May, mother. I'm to be queen of the May. Their lady, they name thee, their mistress proclaim thee. Oh, grant that thy children on earth be as I think about it, you know, 60 years on, uh, the wonderful memories, I mean, I get emotional with this, wonderful memories, so positive, um, so positive now to, to think back. Um, at that time, it was sort of, you know, you were on one side of the bridge and everything was lovely. Then you go over the bridge, not so good as you get older. But I'm now out the far side of the bridge and, and the good side again. But thinking back, I, I do get emotional when I think about this. I I think now that at that age, for me even at the age I was then, which would be, what, about 10? And it wasn't an, a religious thing. It was, it was out in the open. It was being outside and not, not um, closed in space. You were outside in nature and... And it was spiritual. It, re it, it really was being out there. The procession, when it started off anyway, they, <laughs> the procession, when it started off, would start from the greenhouse. And there were, there were lots of flowers around and petals. The, the, only the petals of the flowers were put in the baskets. And the, the older girls would walk backwards and, uh, you know, throw the flowers in front of the procession. And um, and this this came to me too when I started to think about the flowers, the the ones in the greenhouse. Like I say, some of them would have been important put in there for the day, but the ones in the basket, the kids would have collected, and perhaps their mothers as well to collect them. So you went out to the fields a few days before and collected the flowers, and then just took the heads off and had them ready for the procession. And um, but they were 
there was um, I'm trying to think of it now. There was cowslips and violets, all all those mayflowers, all those wildflowers that you really don't see now, and and the ones that um, grew in the hedges, and they were they were all put in the basket and and thrown and thrown out onto the ground. There was him singing as well. Um, they would and they would say the they would say the ro- they would say prayers and probably say the rosary. And uh, they'd walk on down by the side of the river, um, which was more a stream than a river. And on either side were very very old trees. Those old trees that were all notches and and then again as a child to me this was sculpture. This was, these trees were not just trees; they were pieces of sculpture. So I suppose now. I know where I'm coming from with my arts and crafts, that it was embedded in me, you know, at that time to see, to be able to see the trees like that because that's how I see them now. I think the sun shines if you have a good childhood. And if you don't have a good childhood, you'll remember the rain, the dark days. Um, sadly, they came, the dark days. But the sun is shining again. So it is, which is great. <laughs> Um, I suppose I suppose I would be six or seven at that time too, and my father taking us to. Um, they would be, I suppose, my devotions. There were my devotions in the Dominican Church, and if you know, thinking back again, and even like when I was in my teens, why I did go there was for the to smell the incense because that I have no sense of smell now, but I did at that time, and it was it was the smell of the incense. That, that brought me there. That's really why I went. Um, but it was not. It was nice too, and that memory came back to me. That sitting with my father, and um, he used to wear these old tweed jackets, and and to be able to sit close to him uh, was a spiritual thing too. There was nothing religious about that. Oh yes, the May altars were a big thing. You know, you would have. You, you see, 60 years ago, it was after the, the war and you didn't have a whole lot of anything. But you, well, you had your, you'll always have your flowers anyway. But you might have it all done. The oranges used to come in these crates, these wooden crates. And you collected those and put, put a little cloth on it and put your flowers in a jam pot on the May altar. And candles had to be lit. And um, yeah, that was nice. And, and it was great. It was great you, that you were allowed to do that. In your house, but uh, the the thing about um, the going to mass and 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 the going to confession, I have always thought I go straight to the man above. I mean, why would I go to somebody else with this? Like he'll forgive me, but then you have to forgive yourself first, haven't you? <laughs> Just then, what's going going through confession box and if you can't forgive yourself, so. Well, anyway, in the meantime, I would have, I would have had claustrophobia for a long time. The confession box wasn't a great place to be going. I didn't go that much. If he sent out of the house to go, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone. But life, life has taught me so much. I mean, I know all, I know all the the, the buttons to push when I come back. I really do. I have learned so much. Yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back. Actually, you know. And I'll, I believe I'll have a choice, and and I have absolutely no fear of death. I I I'm aware every day that I may not wake up tomorrow, and every day I wake up, it's a bonus. It really is, even with the old arthritis and everything, 
it, it is great to have another new day. I appreciate every day, every day I get. I've got this, this body's, you know, this body's wearing me out now. My mind is not too bad, but my body is driving me crazy. Now, if I could just get rid of that body now, just just let it go now, and um, and live without it, and that's where you're going to be. You're going to have no body, uh, just just your spirit. And you can go wherever you want. You can you can go over that hill into Tremor. You can go down, and you can see the sea in front of you. You don't have to get on the train or the bus or anything. You can go wherever you are while you're floating around there. And you can visit people. And I do be- strongly believe in that. I believe in this house, that the spirit of my son is so much in this house. And that's, I thought about selling it. But no, the, it's around. It's around here. And um, there's great peace in the house. When it's, when it's quiet, it's lovely. Nice feeling. Sing gaily in chorus The bright angels o'er us Re-echo the strains We begin upon earth Last May we made a crown of flowers We had a merry day Beneath a hawthorn on the green They made me Queen of May And we danced about the maypole And in the hazel copse till Charles's Wayne came out above the tall white chimney-tops. I have been wild and wayward, but you'll forgive me now. You'll kiss me, my own mother, and forgive me ere I go. Nay, nay, you must not weep, nor let your grief be wild. You should not fret for me, mother. You have another child. Good night, Good night, when I have said good night for evermore, and you see me carried out from the threshold of the door, don't let Effie come to see me till my grave be growing green. She'll be a better child to you than I have ever been. And say to Robin a kind word, and tell him not to fret. There's many a worthier than I would make him happy yet. If I had lived, I cannot tell. I might have been his wife, but all these things have ceased to be with my desire of life. It's, it's 12 years ago, May, so it's May, say it's May the 4th or the 5th. And um, he was missing for four days, and we thought he was in Dublin. And the, the, he shared a house in Dublin, and they thought he was here. And his girlfriend thought he was here. But he was in the woods. And the first one that came to the house was my daughter. The guards had rang her at work and told her what happened. And so she came to break the news. And the guards came then eventually, and the priest came. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people came to the house. 
Well, they say that, that they told us that, uh, that he had, his body had been found out in the woods and that it was a chap out in, out in the woods shooting and saw the car, but he had seen the car there a couple of days before, but it didn't dawn on him. But when he went back again the morning he found it and saw the car was still there and that there was somebody in it because his head was back on the, on the seat, of the, in the front seat of the car. Um, he realised that, that there was a problem and he went and had a look and was very shocked and he got in touch with the guards and then they went out and that's, that's how they found him. Then uh, all, all of a sudden you sort of lose everything. The, the place is full and it's like you're not taking it in. You're really, it wasn't until I began to write again and put, put it on paper and take it in that I realised this is for real, you know. Um, now, that, that was, in a way, self-counselling, I suppose, doing th that way. Um, my husband very, very seldom talked about him. He did say, he did say, once he did say, I don't believe that he took his own life. Somebody took his life in the woods. But that was because he was embarrassed. But I was never embarrassed about it. Never, never embarrassed about it. Could talk quite freely about it. Uh, my daughters were very upset, but my younger daughter, the four days before he died, that he was missing, was the f worst days of his life and the worst days of our life. That was from the day he left now and didn't come back. But I still didn't know he was dead, but I knew he was gone somewhere and that I wasn't going to see him again. Mayday, Mayday featured the voices of Liz Lloyd and Bill Golding. The contributors were Norman Fulham, Regional Controller, Ireland Region of the Irish Coast Guard, Celia Muller, a witch, Father Chris O'Donnell, Assistant Professor of Spirituality, Milltown Institute, Kieran McMahuna, and Anne. Sound supervision was by Colm O'Rourke. Mayday, Mayday was compiled and produced by Jerry McArdle. The chestnut casts his flambeau and the flowers stream from the hawthorn on the wind away. The doors clap too, the pane is blind with showers. Pass me the can, lad, there's an end of May. There's one spoiled spring to scant our mortal lot, one season ruined of our little store, 
May will be fine next year, as like as not. Oh, aye, but then we shall be twenty-four. <laughs> we, for a certainty, are not the first to have sat in taverns while the tempest hurled their hopeful plans to emptiness and cursed whatever brute and blackguard may the world. It is, in truth, iniquity on high to cheat our sentenced souls of aught they crave and mar the merriment as you and I fare on our long fool's errand to the grave. Iniquity it is, but past the can, my lad, no pair of kings our mothers bore. Our only portion is the estate of man. We want the moon, but we shall get no more. If here today the cloud of thunder lowers, tomorrow it will high on far behests. The flesh will grieve on other bones than ours soon, and the soul will mourn in other breasts. The troubles of our proud and angry dust are from eternity and shall not fail. Bear them we can, and if we can, we must. Shoulder the sky, my lad. And drink your ale. If you enjoyed this documentary, you might like to listen to our other documentary on one productions. Visit rte.ie forward slash doc on one.